Welcome to the Tear Out the Tags podcast, where you learn to remove the labels that are holding you back. Your life is increasingly defined by simple words that are meant to categorize you. These words are turned into hashtags, making you feel stuck with a limited definition of what you can be in this world. Tags, though helpful online, are ineffective at fully describing how big and extraordinary you are. Let's get started. Hello, Team Embolden. On this show, we talk about the tags that you're wearing and how to courageously remove those labels in order to become the confident you that you're meant to be. But what if you're wearing a tag that is actually mislabeled? So I'm gonna give you an example of this today, and this is one of my funniest stories from my high school days. So I'm gonna take you way back on a journey back to when I was a varsity high school cheerleader. Now, I was a sophomore in high school, just 15 years old, and I was at cheerleading practice one day when our athletic director came in and asked if any of us would be willing to sing the national anthem at the varsity football game the following night. Now, there was a girl on our team named Jessica Vest who sings like an angel. She still does to this day. She's unbelievable. And she would be the one that would always volunteer to sing at the football games. Now, I was more the student who was confident singing at the freshman basketball games. (laughs) For some reason, it felt like a lot less pressure, and I didn't get nearly as nervous. In fact, I had never sung at a high school football game, let alone a high school varsity football game. So that particular day, Jessica Vest was not at school. Lucky for me, she was homesick, and I was left with this situation where I could volunteer to sing for the game. I thought to myself, I really should offer to do this. It's no different than the basketball games, and I know I can do it. I know the song like the back of my hand. So I very cautiously volunteered to sing the following night at the football game, to which our AD happily accepted. The following night, as I was preparing to sing, I went into the box at the top of the stadium and picked up the microphone that I would be singing into. And it was an announcer's microphone, so there's a button on it that's fairly large. And when you push down on it, you can hear the static come up over the stadium. Just pushing that button alone made me nervous. Just pushing that button alone made me realize what I had really signed up for. Now, our high school had a fairly large stadium, so I would guess that there were about 1,500 to 2,000 people at the football game that night. We had bleachers on either side of the football field, and it was a pretty big deal for everybody to come to the Friday night football game, like it is in most places. So I pushed that button, I heard the static come up onto the speakers, and I started to sing. Immediately, I realized that there was a delay on the microphone. Now, it felt like 15 seconds to me, but I'm sure it was probably only a second and a half as I started singing, or maybe even less. The delay of my voice had me so distracted and I was so nervous that I was going to forget the song. So I decided I needed to stay very, very focused on what was coming in front of me and the lyrics that were yet to come in the song. I was doing a fantastic job until in one moment I realized that the teacher that was sitting in the box, Mr. Palacios, gave me two of the biggest, most enthusiastic thumbs ups I've ever had. In that moment, when I looked over at him for just a moment, I lost the words to the song, and I stopped singing. Yes, in the middle of a varsity high school football game, I stopped singing the national anthem. It felt, again, like a very long time, but I'm sure it was probably about 10 seconds between the time that I stopped singing and the time that I started singing again. Mr. Palacios and I were both scrambling to try to remember exactly where I was in the song so that I could pick back up where I left off and just have a short and brief pause. Now you can imagine that people had already started laughing when several seconds went by and I wasn't singing. People were wondering what was going on. 
You could see people turning to look into the box, and I got more and more nervous the more the attention turned to me. Now, Mr. Palacios realized where I had left off, and he whispered the words to me of what I had just sung. The only problem was I was so nervous that I thought what he was giving me was where I was at in the song. So I very, very enthusiastically sang the same line that I had just sung. As soon as the words to that same line came out of my mouth, the crowd erupted with laughter, and I realized what I had done. I finished the rest of the song, and I was mortified. As soon as my thumb came off of the speaker button, I started sobbing. I sobbed and sobbed and sobbed. I was in there for probably 20 minutes trying to collect myself to go and face the embarrassment of the flub that had just happened. When I left the box that sat on the top of the audience, I had to trudge down the bleachers all the way down to the bottom with my peers, teachers, parents, grandparents, you name it. Everybody was laughing at me. Now that may be dramatic. That may be very dramatic. But in my mind, everybody was laughing at me and everybody was mocking me. Now here's the best part of the story. And I say the best part because I've had several years to recover from the trauma of this embarrassment. But the funny part was I was a varsity cheerleader, so I had no choice but to go and take the field. And because I was in the box for so long trying to clean up, I actually had to go and perform rather quickly. So I had to sort of suck it up and get over it. Meanwhile, there were those kids that just continued to make fun of me the whole game as I sat there and cheered. Now this left me with a tag. This left me with the tag stage fright. So I have worn this tag for almost 20 years. And I think subconsciously in my mind, I decided that I would never sing again in public, no matter what in front of anyone for the rest of my life, which sounds dramatic, but literally I had no desire to ever sing again in public ever, 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 ever. I can't emphasize it enough. So today's episode is called Stage Fright, but tomorrow I'm going to reveal to you how I had that tag mislabeled inside of me for 20 years and how I was able to move past that tag once I figured out what the actual problem was. I hope you enjoyed this story. I hope it made you laugh and I'll talk to you tomorrow.